At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular's single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you Looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition. Hornets getting ready to take on the Brooklyn Nets tonight, fourth and final meeting in the head-to-head rivalry series between these two Eastern Conference opponents. Of course, this is a very very different look than any of the prior three. Uh, Hornets had been on the wrong end of the stick in each of the first three contests. Uh, we'll see if they have better luck tonight against the new look Nets. We'll have our preview for that one. Also want to talk about the all-rookie team candidacy of Mark Williams. What numbers stand out in his favor? What does he have to do in these final 17 games or so to really make a push for an all-rookie first or second team selection? And we got an odd one for you here. Uh, look, we, we do three segments a day, every day of the season with a brief hiatus for the All-Star break. And sometimes we don't even take that. Sometimes we work through that. So they're not all going to be winners. But uh, we've uh, gone with, since we're in New York, or at least I am, a Broadway musical comparison of the Hornets season. We'll tell you why we stumbled on this topic later. That's for uh, another segment. Right now, we're going to lead things off with the rookie conversation and helping me on all of these topics Can't wait to figure out what musical he's got in mind. Rob Longo, my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, as well as the producer of this fine podcast. I know you just want to burst out into song right away, Rob, but we got to talk rookies first. It's funny, too, because for all this useless knowledge I have of musicals, which we'll get to later on in the segment, I guess, I never was in a musical like growing up or anything like that. I just went and saw a show here or there. My parents tried to make me very cultured, but uh, we'll see if I break out in a song later. That is uh, to be determined. Could be your debut here. Yeah, I mean, you went to high school. You, you They had to have had a musical. Everybody goes to high school, right. I hope. I mean, they had to have had a musical. I was on stage crew for three years. Okay, But so we got paid, involved. so that was my excuse. Yeah, I, uh, I did not make my way into... Uh, 
the musical world. I, you know, developed a, an appreciation for that art. But uh, yeah, we'll get to this later. Let's let's go to the rookies. Let's look at Mark Williams here. Uh, he is certainly going to be a focal point here for this final month or so of the regular season. I have been pushing hard. I think he should be on an all-rookie team. Certainly, if you condense it down to the post-All-Star break portion of the season, and I know it's just gotten started, so small sample size, but there's no question that Mark Williams is really starting to stand out, and starting is a poor choice of words there. He is standing out amongst his rookie brethren as one of the better statistical players. Uh, He just is. You look at the last six games here, and it's not close in terms of what he's able to do compared to other rookies uh, in, in just the raw counting stats. He's top six in total points per game. He's top two in rebounds. He's top two in block shots. So there's another rookie center out there who, even since the All-Star break, has maybe performed a little bit better than Mark, and that would be Walker Kessler. Depends on how you look at it. Points-wise, Mark has been better, but Kessler does some other things uh, on a very high level as well and has been doing it all season as a starter. So I'll give you that he's probably going to make an all-rookie first-team selection, but I don't think there's anyone that should beat out Mark Williams for the second-team selection. So we, we both were tasked with coming up with numbers to defend that or support that candidacy. What have you got, Rob? So we're in the court of, I don't know, we're, are, all this rookie isn't, team. I was just saying, this isn't kangaroo court, right? Uh, no. Okay. No, that's another. We, we're we're, we're digging bottom segment. of the barrel enough as it is, trying to come up with uh, musicals. So if we get to kangaroo court, that's a whole other thing. That might be the seventh realm of God knows what. But I mean, at, here's the numbers that I have to prove why Mark should be at least second team. When you take a look at it. He is top five in total blocks that we talked about. The people ahead of him, Walker Kessler, Jabari Smith Jr., Christian Coloco, Jalen Duran. When you look at those numbers and you compare it to where Mark is on the top five, there's a pretty big disparity between Mark Williams and Walker Kessler. That's just a fact of the matter. But when you look at it, Walker Kessler has played in 61 games. Christian Coloco has played in 47 games. Jabari Smith has played in 60. Jalen Duran has been in 52. Mark Williams has played in 34 games. So if you're you know, law of averages, whatever you want to call it. If you double that number of blocks that he has, then okay, now he's starting to be top two, giving Walker Kessler not quite a run for his money because 131 is a lot. I mean, we'll give credit where credit is due, but he's definitely top two in that regard. Now, when you take the averages of blocks per game, like I talked about, he is second among rookies behind Walker Kessler. Kessler's averaging a little bit over two, and Mark's averaging a little bit over one, and then Coloco, Smith, and Duran are all around one or so per game. So again, the way that Mark has really come on strong here as of late certainly warrants the least consideration. I mean, I think he should be on a second NBA all-rookie second team at the end of the season, but again, we can only do so much when we just yell out into the void on his podcast. It's not like we have votes or anything like that, but he should at least be in consideration based off of what he's done over the last couple of weeks of the season, and I know it's only a small sample size with those number of games, but it's at the end of the day, if Mark Williams, of course, knock on wood, stays healthy because we know how bad the injury bug has been here for the Hornets, he's going to be playing about the same number of games, roughly, you would imagine, that LaMelo Ball played in his rookie season, and he got Rookie of the Year. Shortened season due to COVID. Yes, you're don't, right. No, no, don't cherry pick it. I'm trying to make a point here. No, you're right. You're right. So I went in a slightly different direction because I, I knew you were going to have a good stat, and I try and throw out some good stats here in terms of why he should be. I wanted to throw one out on what I feel he needs to do to make that all-rookie team. To me, generally speaking, things like MVP, things like all-NBA selections, things like all-rookie teams, quite frankly, the total stats 
probably should matter more than the per-game stats. The ability to not only do it consistently on a game-to-game basis, have that ability, but also the availability to do it night in and night out, I think is important. Now, that's not good for Mark Williams because, as you mentioned, he's only played in 35 games to this point of the season. He is going to end up playing 25 or so games fewer than Walker Kessler, Paolo Bancaro, most of the other top rookies in his class. So I had to slide to the per-game numbers, and when you look at his numbers there, he compares very favorably within his class. In terms of blocks per game, he's number two behind only Walker Kessler. He's one of only a handful that's averaging a block or more per contest. Rebounds per game, he's top five up there with Duran Kessler, Jabari Smith, Paolo Bancaro, players who not only are playing a lot more games than Mark Williams, but also play a lot more minutes within those games. So Mark's numbers stand out even more. If we went to the per 36 minutes, Mark Williams shoots right to the top of a lot of these boards, or at least close to it. The most important one, because look, I'm not saying that the people who vote on this are are doing anything out of turn, but it, it just happens that more often than not, the first thing people look to is points. If they want the easiest way to vote for the all-rookie team, they look at total points or points per game, take the top five or top ten or whatever it is, put them on the list, and that's how you vote. And, and I get it. that That's an easy way to accomplishment it. And quite frankly, in the game of basketball, maybe it is the correct way. I don't know. But when you look at Mark Williams, right now he's 12th. So that's outside looking in at the top ten. If you're doing the all-rookie team, five on the first team, five on the second team. So there's only ten spots. Him being in 12th is a problem because he's not going to get to the top ten in the total number of points unless he scores 25 a night for the rest of the season unlikely to happen. So what does he need to do to get his scoring average from where it sits right now, roughly eight and a half, to 10 points per game, which should solidly put him in the top eight to 10 in the NBA rookie class. And I crunched the numbers in order to get that kind of increase. He's only got to average about 13 points per game the rest of the way. That's doable. If for no other reason, He's playing a lot more minutes now. It begs repeating. Early in the season, not only was Mark not playing very much, but when he did get into games, it would either be mop-up duty, he's getting five or six minutes in those contests, or as the number two center, he's getting roughly 15 to 20 minutes per contest. Now he's getting 25 to 35 minutes per game, and consequently, he's averaging close to a double-double. He's about 13 points and 10 rebounds per game since taking over the starting job. So he's doing what I think he needs to do. He just has to do it all the way through the tape. If he gets there, I think he will end the season averaging double figures points per game. He'll be pretty high up there in rebounds as well. He'll be top two in the rookie class for blocks as well. And if he does all those things, I think he'll end up on an all-rookie team, which I believe he deserves to be. Because if, if we're just going at the end of the season, who are the best two rookie centers in the NBA? I don't think it's close. Mark Williams in terms of level of play, he's right there close with Walker Kessler, and then the stats are going to back it up that he's certainly in the top two. I have no arguments with it. I mean, he had 13-7 and the other night against Orlando, and I didn't think he particularly had a very strong game. So I know consistency is going to be a thing moving forward for Mark just because of the number of games compared to college, and that's something that he talked about way, way back in, what was that, October, November, when he was here on the Hornets Hivecast. It was a while ago, but he talked about just the inability to continually practice. It's not like college where you play twice a week and you have practice every day in between. It's not like that. You're playing three games in four nights. You're getting on a plane. You're going somewhere different on second nights of back-to-backs and that sort of thing. So no argument with me here. I certainly look forward to hopefully Mark getting to that point. Again, I think this is a case where we can adjourn 
the the all rookie court. I believe we can uh, come to uh, a rest. The court rests. Both sides have made their argument, and I guess the jury will be out for the next what month or so. A month or so, yeah. Like you said, there's good stats that back up his candidacy now, and I think we've laid out the case for what he has to do in the weeks to come. Let's find out if he can accomplishment starting tonight against the Brooklyn Nets. Coming up next, we're going to do this thing, Rob. The musical comparison. We're close to Broadway, or at least I am, being up here in New York. What is the Hornets' musical comparison? for this season or the next couple months. We'll see how each of us read into it and talk about how we came to this silly topic next here on the Hornets Hivecast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the HHC. All right, Rob. So, look, we do three segments every day for... 200 days out of the year, at least, probably more like 250 days out of the year when it's all said and done. And sometimes it's hard to come up with segments. So uh, as I was leaving the studio or or getting ready to leave the studio after the game the other night against the Orlando Magic, uh, we were catching up with Will Palachik, Willie P., who does post game for our flagship station, 92.7 Sports Radio WFNZ. And and when we were exiting the post game show, or I was, he said, you know, you're, you're playing everywhere in New York because Brooklyn and New York are back-to-back on this trip, but some theater, and I had no idea which one it was, and it, it was one of the musical theaters. And so when we got into an off-air conversation about it, I was like, well, we're, we're struggling for topics here. Why not do a musical version of what the Hornets are hoping for, working to, best describes this season? And you didn't say no, so here we are. Yeah, I'm starting to maybe regret my decision a little bit to say no, but I don't know. I guess I Willie P started talking about musicals, and he mentioned a music man, and then the Wells Fargo song started going off in my head, which you were very unfamiliar with. I have so no idea what that I is. continued to just sing it. So it was a funny kind of back and forth, or at least it was funny in my head. So now that I'm talking about it, maybe people just think that I'm a little Feel crazy. Feel free to but... tweet us and tell if it's funny, crazy, or if you stop listening at this exact moment of the podcast. And you know what? We won't hold it against you. We won't. We won't. We do want to remind you the game preview is coming up in about <laughs> eight minutes. So please stick around or fast forward, whatever you need to do. Musical comparison. Broadway, of course, famous for musicals. And New York, famous also for great basketball. Many a great broadcaster, many of my mentors in the game talked lovingly about 
their trips to New York and how one of their favorite things to do on that off night before game day was to go to a Broadway musical. I will admit, Yesterday, I went to a Broadway musical. I got to take my son to Lion King. Great experience. Uh, just the time of my life. He's a huge basketball fan. But to see him light up at seeing the big stage, that was a great thrill for me. We're going we're to make the comparisons here, Rob. Your Hornets <laughs> musical comparison. Please do your best to tie it into the Hornets. You don't have to break into song, quite frankly. We'd prefer if you didn't. And uh, go. <laughs> All right, so this might be a stretch. Maybe it's a deep cut. I don't know. I also had the, I will preface this by saying, my sister is the one in my family that got the musical talent, and I asked her for some suggestions. I mean, I know a couple musicals, obviously, but I don't know the whole realm like she does. So I said, give me, help me with the comparison, because, of course, this season has been a struggle for Charlotte. It hasn't gone according to plan. So the one that she pointed out to me, and I agreed with, and for a multitude of reasons, it has several tie-ins, is Newsies. Are you familiar with Newsies at all, Sam? That is one of my son's favorite. Uh, we, we, through the pandemic, we watched everything that exists on wow. Disney+. Plus, and Newsies was on there. He thought it was very good. I, very good musical, yeah. So the Great the, original film with a lot of uh, young actors that you Christian didn't Bale's know at the time. Yeah, Christian yeah. Bale. Batman. So, yeah, oh, Batman. <laughs> so in the musical, if you're not familiar with it, quick synopsis, New York City newsboy, He's homeless. He befriends two newscomers. Again, this is back in the day when you're hawking newspapers out there. You have the early editions, the late editions, and you got to sell out or else you don't get paid and that sort of thing. So they're doing really good. They're doing very successful. And then all of a sudden, Joseph Pulitzer comes in, the big bad guy. He wants to make these rules harder for these younger newsies, as they're called, to sell their newspapers and sell out. And then you got a guy that comes in who's a journalist. He's sympathetic, and he starts giving them tips on public relations and how to do a good job on selling their newspapers. So it's kind of like a little bit of an uprising. So Again, this also takes place in New York, where the Hornets are today, so certainly got to tie it in that way. But Yeah, I'm looking for the landing spot here. Uh, I mean, uh, the good the, musical, I don't know where you're plane, going here. The plane's coming down here, if you would just let me finish, but when you think about the way that the Hornets' season has gone, there's been a lot of turmoil just because of the injuries and that sort of thing, so it's almost like the Hornets are almost playing by one set of rules the whole season, and then everything gets derailed all of a sudden just because of all of these injuries, so now they have to find a way to uprise and kind of fight their way back up to the top, and obviously it hasn't been the case this season in the LaMelo injury, the, the latest LaMelo injury, certainly hasn't helped the situation but at the end of the day they just find a way to power forward and obviously we hope that we get that happy ending next season at least at the earliest where this team is able to develop and just kind of rise from the ashes more or less after being kind of suppressed a little bit just because of circumstances that were out of their control and this is certainly one of them with all of the injuries so I went with newsies all right Maybe by Did it the, make sense? By, I think so. But okay. Hopefully by the, the end of all the trials and tribulations, as we look back on this season, uh, the, the world will know that it all began last season with the Hornets dealing with all of their difficulties and forged go. in the fire to uh, accomplish great things. All right. The, the one I'm going with, and, and this is a little bit forward-looking as well, is Fiddler on the Roof, specifically matchmaker. I'm hoping that the matchmakers that are the draft lottery gods make us a match that uh, has the Hornets <laughs> getting, I don't want to say the number one or number two pick, because I, I think that's lazy and, and I think that doesn't do justice and credit to what the draft really is. And it's so much more than just one or two guys. Oftentimes on draft night, the player that everyone 
coalesces around and says, this is the guy, this is the future Hall of Famer, this is the franchise changer, it doesn't end up being that guy. There's so many examples of it. You look through the the history of the game. Uh, Michael Jordan was the third overall pick. Does that mean the first two guys were not great? No, they were great. Were they the greatest of all time? No, they were not. You look at you know LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony were in the same draft class, taking one and three with Darko Milicic in the middle. Is Darko Milicic a bad player? No. Was he an all-time great? Definitely not. You look at more recently, we just had Markel Fultz in the building with the Orlando Magic. He's had some injury difficulties, some some difficulties in general in the league. He was the number one overall pick. Who was third that year? Jason Tatum. So there is a general consensus right now around a couple of specific 18 and 19 year olds who are going to be available for this draft. I'm not going to be greedy and say the Hornets have to have their match made with a pick that gets them one of those guys. But I hope however the lottery balls fall that the Hornets are able to make a matchless match. And is that the phrase? I don't even know if that's the song. Sure, I'm not very familiar with the lottery I'll take your word for it. I hope they have. The matchmaker is good to them and they end up with the perfect match. How about the perfect match for LaMelo Ball and the future Charlotte Hornets? That would be fine. Sure, why not? We, right. we kind of got off the rails a little bit here, but talking about draft talk a little bit got me a little worried that I'm, I'm kind of afraid if the Hornets end up with the second overall pick because you mentioned Darko Melichick, and not that saying that James Wiseman is done by any means of the imagination, but James Wiseman was given up by Golden State in LaMelo Ball's draft class. You had Anthony Edwards won, James Wiseman, who's now on his second team, and then you got LaMelo Ball picked overall third. Again, I'm not saying James uh, Wiseman is done. That's not the reason I'm poo-pooing you. You can't see me because it's a podcast, but I, that's not the reason I'm waiting. The offense because there's so many examples of the number two pick being sure. better than the number one. Kevin Durant, how yeah, about that? True. KD went number two. Greg Oden had a great college career. Everyone thought he can't miss. Unfortunately, injuries sideline him, but clearly, even if he had been healthy, you wouldn't take Kevin Durant if you're redrafting that one. So uh, there's plenty of examples. Whatever the matchmaker is, I hope it is a perfect match for LaMelo Ball and a perfect match for the Queen City. They deserve it after this season. Hornets have some work to do here on this campaign. We are going to you know, jump off this cliff here, or I guess we already did with the musical comparison again. Three segments a day, every day. We've got to come up with something to talk about. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, Hopefully at the end of this week, the Hornets are saying, I'm the king of New York because they're taking on two New York-based teams. The Knicks on Tuesday, the Brooklyn Nets tonight. We'll have our game preview for you coming up next here on the Hornets Ivecast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. 
Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets Hivecast. Thanks for sticking with us through our musical comparison. You're true fans for making it here, or you hit the fast-forward button. Either way, good for you. Uh, We're going to preview Hornets versus Nets tonight. Brooklyn, a team that's really been reconfigured here in recent days for obvious reasons. They made the Kevin Durant trade, and so this is a very different team than the one the Hornets lost to not once, not twice, but three times earlier this season. Uh, Charlotte fell at home against the Nets with Kevin Durant hitting the big shot to seal it back in November. In December, they faced off in Brooklyn. Another close one. That one was Kyrie Irving's first game back after a long absence for the Nets, and he lit it up for 33 points. They got the win. Came back here on New Year's Eve in the Queen City. Kyrie and KD were still together at that point with Brooklyn, and they came away with their biggest, most lopsided win of the year over Charlotte, 123-106. to But now, it's a different squad. To be fair, Brooklyn is still a top six team in the Eastern Conference, and they're very much a squad that I think is dangerous to still stay in that top six and maybe even win a playoff round. they got some good players there. Mikel Bridges, Nick Claxton in the middle, Spencer Dinwiddie is a big-time scorer. Cam Johnson is a big product from that deal of KD to the Suns. So they've got players, still have Seth Curry and Joe Harris coming off the bench, Cam Thomas coming off the bench. He's gone for 40 this year. So this is a good team, but it's a very different team than the one the Hornets faced earlier this season. Charlotte will test themselves against the Nets at Barclays Center tonight. Let's get our game preview, Rob. We need players for each team as well as a stat to watch. You get to pick first. Oh, man, so many options, so little time. Let's Want to do another musical with... number? No, okay. absolutely not. That's more than enough. We've met our quota for the year on that. Decade. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. Let's go with Brooklyn player to watch. This is a tough one. They're so balanced now, which is what I really like about this Brooklyn team because, again, not to get off topic here, but based off of the trades that they made, I know you're trading away big, big pieces in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. But I think that the moves that they made are going to be better for them long-term because, again, you didn't know what the what was going to happen with Kyrie moving forward based off of what he said and if he was going to stay in Brooklyn and all that stuff. So what they finish with here is a very, very balanced team. And one of those guys that's very, very balanced, I think, is Cameron Johnson. He torched the Hornets when he was on Phoenix's roster back when the Hornets were out in the Valley of the Sun taking on the Suns. I think he went for 24 points. He hit multiple three-pointers. I mean, he had almost a career night. So he's one of those guys that can kind of torch you from beyond the arc. And again, this Brooklyn team, they had a four-game losing streak going into Friday night's game against Boston. They were down as many as 28 and came back and won at 115-105. to Cam Johnson was a big part of it. He scored 20 points. He was just 2-9 from beyond the arc. I don't see that happening again, but... Finished 8-10 from the free throw line. They did a good job getting to the charity stripe. Cam Johnson's kind of that swing guy that's going to be kind of hard to guard. It's going to be an interesting assignment to see if it's Gordon Hayward or JT Thor that draws the defensive assignment on him. Both very, very capable of it, but 
Again, Cam Johnson's one of those guys that's a little bit taller, a little bit more above average for his position. So I look for him to be the player to look for tonight against the Hornets. Can't argue with the pick. He definitely lit up the Hornets in the matchup when he was a member of the Suns against the Hornets. I'm going to go with Mikel Bridges. He seems to be the centerpiece now for Brooklyn. And I hesitate a little to say that because I think Spencer Dinwiddie can certainly be that. I think you can expect to see more from Nick Claxton, for instance. He's going to be much more than just a mop-up around the bucket type of guy uh, with his dunking ability and his pick-and-roll play. But Mikel Bridges has the star potential. He's had some really big games, too, since he's been acquired by Brooklyn. He's gone north of 20 all but two of the games he's played in. He's gone north of 30 three different times, two of those being wins, the 45 points he posted against Miami just before the All-Star break and the 38 points he had against Boston the other day on the road in that big come-from-behind victory that you talked about. I don't know that he's going to be an All-Star, but he's the one who seems to be posting the most All-Star-like numbers right now and was certainly a, a big part of that trade, a big part of the haul that Brooklyn wanted to extract in exchange for Kevin Durant. So I'm going to have him circled. When he goes north of 30, it tends to be good for Brooklyn. Small sample size, I know, and that's kind of an easy stat. like saying, well, if Gordon Hayward scores 40 points, are the Hornets going to win? Probably, yeah. Um, it, it's it's a rarity. So the fact that he's done it, though, a couple of times, or gotten close to it at least a couple of times, leads me to believe that he's possible for doing it again. So Mikel Bridge is my player to watch here for Brooklyn. Where do you want to go next? The Hornets or a stat to watch? Let's go with Hornets player to watch. I'm going to take a look at Mark Williams. I thought Mark has just been so consistent. We talked about it a lot, of course, in the first segment here on today's podcast, but 13-7 and seven the other night against Orlando. Again, I didn't think it was his best game, even though he was still 5-7 of seven from the field, and he played for... What ended up being 28 minutes just was one of those games that the matchup wasn't there for him. He wasn't able to take a high shot volume, but this might be a different matchup, and it's going to be a good matchup because Nick Claxton is a very, very good center. I think he's one of the more underrated centers in the association, and I feel like we've talked about on these game previews several times of, okay, Mark Williams has this matchup coming up next. How is he going to go up against this opponent? How is he going to fare against one of the more elite centers like a Nikola Jokic or a Giannis Antetokounmpo and that sort of thing? So I think this is an opportunity for him to really, really be on level footing with a guy like Nick Claxton did not play very well the other night by the way he was one of four and only had two points in 29 minutes out there on the floor against Boston again probably one of those matchup things where it just didn't work out so I think this might be one of those games where both teams are trying to maybe establish a little bit of paint dominance early on just to see what's what's going on obviously that's what Steve Clifford really focuses on most of the time Brooklyn of course does like to shoot the three a lot so maybe not so much for them but at least on the offensive end of the floor for the Hornets, it's going to be a good matchup between Mark Williams and Nick Claxton, so Mark is going to be my player to watch for tonight. I like the pick, and Mark's got double duty there because not only do you want him influencing shots at the rim for some of these elite drivers, the Mikel Bridges and others, but you also need him to be cognizant of the fact that Claxton's going to be lurking around, and his best ability to finish is mop-up on the glass, so he's less of an offensive threat than some of the other centers that Mark has gone head-to-head with in terms of giving him the ball and expecting post moves, but he's maybe the most lethal in terms of putback dunks and and plays of that like. So it's going to be a difficult matchup. I'm looking forward to seeing Mark playing it as well. I'm going to go with Kelly Oubre Jr. Kelly had a really, really good run early in the season before the calendar turned to 2023. Averaged over 21 points per game in the month of December. He averaged over 21 points per game in the month of November. He averaged close to 21 points per game in the month of December. Then, of course, had to have surgery on his hand and he slowly but surely built himself up. His last five games since returning from injury 
injury. Also happened to be the last five games coming out of the All-Star break. He's gone for 8 points, 15 points, 18 points, 26 points, 29 points last time against Orlando. Similarly, the minutes have gone up uh, 22 and 23 the first two games, then 28, 38, 41 last time out. I don't know necessarily they want that number growing any, but Kelly Oubre has the right mentality out there to try and get this team a win right now. I mean, he he's someone who is willing to go you know, all out, put as much wear and tear on his body as, as he can take to try and get this team across the finish line. And he also has the kind of shot-making ability that can get it done. I think I said it last broadcast as well. It's not just the ordinary catch-and-shoot things, the, the clean line drives towards the basket that the team needs Kelly Oubre to finish. He, they need him to finish contested shots at the rim. They need him to take big threes with a hand in his face and knock them down, and that's not easy for anyone to do. Um, but if anyone on this roster can get it done, Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, they're, they're high on the list, but Kelly Oubre has been playing really well the last few games, so he's my player to watch here for the Hornets. Last but not least, we need a statistic to watch. I kind of alluded to it, how the three-point shooting has a pretty big disparity. Hornets just have not shot the three very well this year. Brooklyn's one of the top teams when it comes to three-point percentage. So to counteract that, my stat to watch is the offensive rebounding because, again, because of the way that the Hornets have shot the ball this year, they need those second-chance opportunities to have a really a, a puncher's chance against some of these more elite teams in the NBA when you take a look at it. There's a pretty big disparity. The Nets are dead last when it comes to offensive rebounding percentage. Now, some of that might be just because they make a lot of their shots and they don't have a lot of those opportunities. But for the Hornets, I mean, they're kind of middle in the road when it comes to that. They average about 28% offensive rebound percentage just in terms of going up there. They're getting the ball 28% of the time. The Nets are just getting about 22%. So for me, this is an opportunity for the Hornets to just Kind of do what the Orlando Magic did a little bit on Friday, if you think about it, where the Hornets were shooting good in the first quarter. They were shooting well in the first quarter, and it just didn't result in a lead because Orlando had so many more offensive rebounds and second-chance point opportunities. Now, I know some of that was aided because Charlotte turned the ball over nine times in the first quarter, but at the end of the day, you still need those second-chance points opportunities to have a really big impact on the game. I think this is a chance for the Hornets to do that tonight against a Brooklyn team that doesn't do that a whole lot on their end of the floor, so this is a chance for Charlotte to take advantage of that and maybe squeak out a win. All right, my stat, I'm going to go with the one that you uh, alluded to. I'm going with the three-point shot. I'm just going to take that one. Uh, The last seven games, so roughly the amount of time since the trade deadline. It's not exact, but it's pretty close to it. The last seven games for the Brooklyn Nets, when they have made more threes than their opponent, they have won. When it's been a tied or they've made less threes than their opponent, they have lost. Uh, you look back to February 13th, just before Valentine's Day, shortly before the All-Star break, took on the New York Knicks. Knicks made 15, Nets made 12, Knicks won. Two days later, day after Valentine's Day, the Nets made 17, the Heat made 8, Brooklyn got the win. After that, uh, they were outshot from three in terms of total volume. They were a even against Chicago, lost that game. They were minus two against Atlanta, lost that game. They were minus two against Milwaukee, lost that game. And they were a minus five against the New York Knicks and lost that game. Most recently, the come from behind victory over the Celtics. Yeah, they had to make a very big comeback. They were down 22 after one quarter, but ended up winning the game by 10. You look at the three-point column, Brooklyn went 14 for 44. Not a great percentage, not a huge volume, but better than Boston did. Nine of 30, 30% for the Celtics, including Jason Tatum going 0 for 8. Now, some of that is luck, 
Jason Tatum very rarely has those kinds of nights, but Charlotte needs some luck on their side from the three-point arc to get this win. So I think the Hornets need to make more threes than Brooklyn to keep the Nets' recent trajectory with that stat holding for tonight's result. We will have it covered for you starting on the Hornets Radio Network flagship station, 92.7 Sports Radio WFNZ at 5 p.m. this evening ahead of the Hornets versus the Nets. And then myself and Rob Longo will have you covered across the vast and ever-expanding Hornets Radio Network with the call starting at 6. And when the game is all over and you wake up the next day, you can, of course, have your recap. Rob Longo will be in his chair, ready to roll with the Hornets Hivecast. Sound like a plan, Rob? We'll be ready to go in a New York minute. Is that a musical, too? No, it's a saying. I don't know. Sure, it's a musical if you think it's a musical. It probably is. It could be. Well, we'll see if we uh, end up having to scrape the bottom of the barrel and and, and look we for... We won't. We won't. <laughs> we don't want to deter any more listeners than we already have today. Feel free to light up Rob Longo and myself on Twitter about our musical choice preferences. If you think there's a better musical tie-in than Newsies or Matchmaker from Fiddler on the Roof, please feel free to let us know uh, via Twitter or social media. A lot of fun, Rob Longo. Thanks, as always, for joining me here. And again, Rob will have you covered on tomorrow's edition of the Hornet Hivecast. Till next time, for Rob Longo. I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And hmm. not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.